What's up, everybody? It's your pal Sig Neutron coming to you live from, not live, from the quarantine zone of the Spudio. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it seems that things are getting a bit crazy out there. I mean, we all kind of knew they were going to. Well, I think some of us, most of us know they're going to get crazy, but I think some of us are in denial. Um, but it's, man, it's, you know what's crazy? <clears throat> Is that we live in the like the post cried wolf era of misinformation because what there's been so much fake news and shit that nobody even knows what to believe. So now that we're faced with an actual pandemic, everybody nobody trusts it. Half of the people that support Trump thinks that anytime anybody says anything negative about the way that Trump is handling it, that there's an attack on Trump supporters. It's this weird crazy vibe going on where yeah it's like i'm trying to post like like i've been posting these psas and like just like good positive things about like hey maybe don't call it chinese virus and be racist and things and then people are like attacking me saying that i'm promoting negative messages and shit and it's just like the world is topsy-turvy backwards right now guys (laughs) um it's i'm not letting it bother me but it's just man it is a very it's it's a very sobering look at the state of humanity and and where we're all at we're all in very different places mentally spiritually physically and it's <clears throat> this current chaos is exposed and all that but i think it's it's very important it's very necessary because we have to we can't all of these problems that we've had that have been just underneath the surface uh, are finally coming to light so that we can fix them plus we all get a lot of time off um I don't know how all the economics are going to work out, but I know that this is such a huge problem that humanity is going to find a way that everybody's going to be taken care of. And it's not going to be easy, but, you know, we'll get there. But, uh, man, I got some fun shit for you. I've just been writing down notes from my weekly adventures and travels, and I haven't been doing much traveling, but... (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about some some fun shit on this week's episode of Or wait, no. I'm Sig Neutron and this is Neutron Neutron Sig Neutron So I'm gonna have some get wrecked for ya and some other fun segments as we go along here. But man, you know, I, it's funny because I wrote some notes down about the toilet paper hoarding a while back before it was like a real issue. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm telling you guys, I've been, you guys remember the episode I was talking about, there's got to be a better system of toilet paper than toilet paper. I think we're finally being forced into a shift because it is pretty obnoxious that we just wipe our ass with millions and millions of trees. <laughs> There's that uh, we're on our way to the three seashells, whatever, however the fuck they work. I, we're about to figure it out, I guess. <laughs> I've been seeing these, well, yeah, when I was still driving around, uh, I was seeing these signs for Escape 2 Margaritaville. But the graphic design, the, the two is really small. So you just, as you're driving by, you just see Escape Margaritaville. <laughs> And it could give me a really funny mental image if if it was some sort of deranged Jimmy Buffett, like, escape room. (laughs) The story, it's like you got imprisoned by this crazed Jimmy Buffett fan, and he's just blaring, like, Margaritaville over and over 
until you die or go crazy and you have to escape while listening to obnoxiously loud Jimmy Buffett music. That would be genuinely ter- more terrifying than most, like, oh, you've got to escape the zombie. I am, I am not a Jimmy Buffett fan, and the, just the Margaritaville aesthetic. I don't know, man. Something about it rubs me all the wrong ways. <laughs> I just... I I don't know why you know even even now that I'm like moving into the very open-minded phase of my life and just like hey you know live and let be live and let live kind of thing just like nails on chalkboard when we talk about Jimmy Buffett I don't know what my hang-up is on Jimmy Buffett but I acknowledge it but can you imagine like I'd actually I might try try that escape room for real (laughs) Uh, speaking of driving around I saw a guy that had his truck and it had an actual like two giant nuts, like lug nuts hanging from it. And that reminded me of, of truck nuts and how how funny that was. <laughs> it's like I feel like truck nuts would be more funny if they just did they weren't just a hanging symbol of douchiness though. <laughs> it's like I think the the type of people that were attracted to the truck nuts are just necessarily not the type of people that I don't know, I associate with, I guess. <laughs> but I don't know. I, fucking truck nuts is fucking hilarious. So bravo, whoever came up with truck nuts. I'm, I did a, a little Googling of truck nuts, and actually uh, two people claim to have made the truck nuts, David Ham and or uh, uh, what's his, John Soller. Uh, there's a really funny article about it on Vice, actually. Uh, apparently people were ticketed. Um, there was... There were some times where people were getting tickets for truck nuts. Man, that's that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, I, I, I guess that increased their popularity because everybody's like, oh, man, if it's, we're making a statement, let's hang a sack off the back of our, <laughs> off the back of our truck. Oh, man, really stick it to the man by showing them your balls. Ugh. <laughs> You know, so some other fun thing. Oh, well, we'll get to the recommendations uh, here in just a minute. So I was thinking the other day, as I usually do, uh, what is an itch? So I looked it up, and apparently it's it's also itching is called pruritus. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it involves the activation of pure receptors and uh, special nerve cells called C-fibers. And uh, they're associated with those that cause, like, the sensation of pain. But these receptors specifically and distinctly only convey the itch sensation. And it is uh, it's to get you to, like, the sensation is to cause you to rub the area. And it activates other sensors in the area that sort of quell the, uh, the itch, I suppose. But, you know, they can get out of hand. But it's basically just to alert your body that something fucking weird is going on. So if you're ever curious about what an itch is, it's actually an important function of your body to let you know that shit is weird right now or in that area. <laughs> Something ain't right. So Ranny bought some some waffle cones for ice cream the other day. And then it got me thinking because I was looking at it and I was like, okay, this is obviously like pressed by a machine. But man, was the first original waffle cones, were they actually like waffles? 
So, because man, that would be amazing. Like, I want to start just getting egos or making waffles and then wrap them in a cone and put fucking ice cream on them. I'm like, come on. <laughs> so I looked it up and uh, the first ice cream cone was produced in 1896 by Italo Marchioni, Marchioni maybe. Uh, he immigrated from Italy, um, but he invented it in New York City. But also, apparently, there was an independently introduced uh, invention similar at the 1904 St. Louis World Fair by Ernest A. Hamwi. He was a Syrian concessionaire. Uh, he was selling a crisp waffle-like pastry, a Zalabis, in a booth right next to an ice cream vendor. And then apparently, like this, this is actually kind of amazing, uh, the, the ice, ice cream uh, vendor ran out of dishes and uh, the Hamwi was like, hey, dude, uh, how about I just roll one of these things up and you put ice cream in it? And the customers loved it. And then, boom, it was uh, a business was born. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really fun. Uh, I mean, I guess that seems only logical that the ice cream cone was born that way. And this this makes, Randy and I have this idea, like banana hot dogs. I'm telling you guys, banana hot dogs are going to be a thing. We're going to make it a thing. <laughs> it's, it's like you, you have like a hot dog thing, you put a banana in it, and then you put all the like whatever, like caramel, like basically like a banana split, but it's a fucking banana hot dog on a, like you get toasted bread or like whatever, but it's fucking, you put peanut butter on it and shit, like banana hot dogs. That's, uh, we're just... If we weren't in quarantine, we'd open up a booth, sell them on the street. <laughs> I think it's going to be a running gag in the Bizarro stuff, though. Banana hot dogs, for sure. You ever wonder, we were watching a show, uh, the Morgan Freeman show. It's a, the story of God, which, man, it's so good. I highly recommend checking it out, especially now that you have all of this time now in quarantine. Uh, it just shows, like, culture all around the world. And plus, fucking Morgan Freeman, man. He's just, I'm on the search for God. I don't know. That's a really bad Morgan Freeman. I'm sure if I practice, I get it. But <laughs> um, uh, there was an episode where he talks to an executioner. And I was like, shit, man. Like, what a weird job that is. Like, it's, it's, your, it's your job to pull a switch to kill somebody. Like, that's your responsibility. Because nobody else wants to pull the switch. But then it got me thinking, like, what if there was in the modern times wouldn't wouldn't you think they would just program some kind of computer to do it so then nobody's really accountable but then would the person that programmed the computer be accountable or the person that turned on the computer that would see there's like there's really no way to escape the culpability or the accountability of killing somebody because somewhere along the line human mind had to or intent had to be created to something to i don't know this is a weird thing to think about executioners and then randy's like huh, i wonder how much they make so i looked it up and it looks like they make about twenty six thousand to sixty seven thousand dollars a year depending on the location and the officer experience so there it looks like most executioners are also correctional officers so it's not like they just have one dude on call just to <laughs> To push a button, uh, yeah, it looks like you you also have other duties as well. So it's maybe it's just the add-on uh, bonus, you know. That's just it's just weird. How did how much do you do you think would that weigh on you guys, or would you just be like, nah, fuck it, I guess they deserve it. Uh, the the story with this guy was that uh, he was like 
totally fine with it because uh, he's like, well, yep, these people. But then apparently he ended up, uh, or somebody got exonerated right before he was about to pull the switch on him, you know, a few days before. It wasn't like dramatically right then. But, and then it got him thinking, he's like, oh shit, how many fucking innocent people have I fucking flipped the switch on? So then he stopped and now he campaigns for, um, you know, not not the capital punishment and stuff. And that's that's also another interesting thing to think about too. It's like, I don't know, now that I deep dive into people and spirituality and stuff, I think that it's a weird area to fall into, but I think that if we don't believe that people can change or if there's no such a thing as a redemption, then it sort of negates a huge chunk of existence in a sense. It's like, if somebody does something really bad, <clears throat> like it's, we assume that like we just never forgive that thing. But it, what? But if we really dissect the human aspect of that, like we've all kind of screwed up before, and I realize there are different levels of bad. But like, what? I mean, what is the unforgivable thing? And also, even if somebody did something unforgivable. They, they could essentially turn their life around and become someone that does something really good. But then would we still hate that person? Like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, <clears throat> it's a whole weird social thing to like start getting into. Like, what if somebody murdered somebody, but then somehow they, like if they didn't get caught and then they uh, had their own realization and they changed their life and then they did some really good stuff and they saved people or something, like would we still look at that person and be like, nah, fuck that person, they should be dead? Or, I mean, I guess that's very contingent upon whether or not they did something good or not, you know what I mean? Like after the fact. Like if we found out that, oh, this person murdered someone a long time ago, but we found out after they saved a whole bunch of people, we'd probably be less forgiving. Um, oh, there was also, I watched a show, yeah, I got the hiccups or something, called 100 Humans, that's on Netflix, and I just watched the first episode. It's really interesting. They do, some of the, the experiments are kind of hokey and cheesy, but some of them are, you know, seem legit, or at least legitly thought-provoking. Um, but apparently they, they did an experiment where they had... Uh, one group of people look at a a picture of someone that was attractive and they told them the crime and what they did. And uh, the most notable example is like this pretty lady and she was charged with manslaughter for uh, leaving her like daughter in the car and her and while she w- went to a bar and got drunk and her daughter died. And then so the pretty like they showed a picture of a pretty woman and then they asked the group to, give her a sentence and then they showed a different group of people this they talked about the same crime but then they showed him a a non-attractive photo and the non-attractive person got like an average of like 33 years while the attractive person got an average of like 13 years and then some people are like explaining their reasoning too because they don't know they're being tested and they're explaining their reasoning and a lot of people were very actually like well, you know, like maybe she's going to have to live with this on her own, you know, for for the pretty lady, kind of like making excuses for her and stuff. So there's definitely, there is a bias. We have this inherent bias in us. And apparently, yeah, the jury, uh, there are studies that show 
attractive criminals get lighter sentences because the jury just can't help but like there's something subconscious about looking at somebody with a more attractive face and you just have this inherent bias which is really interesting and fascinating to me uh, i love social studies and why we think the way that we think so I, that hundred human show is definitely if you're into that kind of stuff i would check it out it's it's like i said it's sometimes you have to it's a little cringy but you know it's it's in good fun all right, well, we, uh, I'm going to take a break, and we'll be back uh, right after this message. Pandemic PSA, Do not call COVID-19 the Chinese virus. Look, no bullshit, no politics. I'm just talking to you from one human to another. To say Chinese, it implies the people of a place. You think that people are rational, but even in non-chaotic times, most are not. Calling it a Chinese virus stokes unnecessary fears against an entire group of people amidst a global crisis. It creates a hostile environment for an entire group of people when tensions are already abnormally high. What's that called? Racism. Whether it's fear-based racism or regular racism, it's still racism. Most logical non-racist people might not even realize this, but racism is not logical. Fear is not logical. You say, well, I don't believe people are that dumb. Yeah, just like people wouldn't hoard an entire national supply of ass napkins in the midst of even the slightest crisis. Don't even. Do not associate an ethnicity with a global pandemic. What about Zika? That's a forest. What about West Nile? That's a river. What about Ebola? Another river. What about Dengue? Nobody even knows what that actually means. Look, the point is, none of those names directly correlate with an entire ethnic group of people. What about the Spanish flu? First of all, if we were currently experiencing a global pandemic of Spanish flu, you're damn right I would be telling people not to call it Spanish flu. Secondly, it didn't even originate in Spain, so yes, that term is bullshit. What about Russian collusion? Sure what? What the hell do you know? What do I know? Well, I realize and recognize that the world operates differently for different people. It shouldn't, but to deny that is willful ignorance and will never grow as a society if we continue to ignore our problems like they don't exist. What about media? They call it that. This is not about being PC. It's not about what the media calls it. This is not about what politicians call it. This is not about what they called it in the past. This is about how we handle the current crisis in the present moment. This is about what you and I call it. You are an autonomous human being with free will to think what you wish. In these chaotic times, do not look to the media or the government to tell you what's right and wrong. Look to your fellow people. Because you know what? They're elbow deep in the shit right there with you. You and I, in this very moment, decide where we go from here. Cut out the noise. This is about who are we and who are we gonna become? Whether we like it or not, the world is gonna forever change from this. And who we decide to be is up to us. The past doesn't decide who we are. The future doesn't decide who we are. The media and politicians do not decide who we are. The people decide who the people are. 
And as chaotic, dysfunctional, and confused as we all are, we are all one family. And some of us have just forgotten that. Pandemic PSA You learn a lot about people uh, when you, you know, so I started opening up. So these are just my perspectives, okay? You know, you could take it or leave it. It's up to you. I'm just here to get people to think about things in different ways that they may not have thought about them before. And if you don't know, this is actually a legit problem that the Asian community is facing. I see many, many people on my friends list that are Asian that are firsthand accounts of, like, seeing racism against Asians since this has started and also uh you know themselves and also their family and other people so it's it's a real issue that's happening here uh the crazy part is that almost on all the different platforms I posted this I would get like weird Trump supporters just like I don't even mention Trump in PSA I in fact like I say like don't uh it's it's nothing to do with politicians it's about us and these fucking, they, they, they jump on me like I'm attacking Trump and shit. And I'm just like, you guys are missing the whole point of this. And then I've also had comments like, uh, oh, my God. People are like, yeah, well, what about Chinese food then? And I'm like, fuck, I should have put that in there too because, like, <sighs> somebody like, what about Chinese food or Irish whiskey? And it's just like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Like, my response was, okay, uh, are you – Afraid of Chinese? Are you afraid of being infected by Chinese food or Irish whiskey? Does Chinese? Does calling it Chinese food or Irish whiskey make you treat Chinese people or Irish people any differently than you normally would? Then it's fucking totally irrelevant, and it's like I try to be as patient as I can with people because I understand that some like not everybody lives the same way and they don't have the same context and they can't understand that people actually are very vicious and sometimes misguided. I don't like to say the word dumb anymore, but people are severely misguided and this like people are getting scared now. This is a high at a time of high tensions and anybody like human mind looks for anything to blame. And if you start promoting this Chinese like you could start calling it the Chinese virus that's going to start to stick and then every time somebody sees somebody that's asian uh, they're going to they're going to start getting wary and people that aren't very emotionally balanced to begin with uh are going to like yeah, add fear on top of that and you have a recipe for disaster and calling something chinese food is nowhere near the same fucking thing as calling it a, a chinese virus that is a global fucking pandemic right now so sorry but like I listen to me when I politely tell you that calling something Chinese food or Irish whiskey is in no way the same thing. So it's a lot of interesting comments that I never thought. And the craziest thing that I got, I got this from multiple people, is that they accuse me of, they're saying that I'm promoting a negative message with that PSA. And I'm like, okay, dude, like... uh, I'm out here thinking of a community other than myself and trying my best to offer perspectives to keep people level-headed. And I'm looking out for people other than myself. So how in the world 
is anything, how can you listen to that and think that I'm promoting any kind of negative message? And my, my big thing is like, how are these people so hung up on, basically, let's just break it down to this. Calling it Chinese virus or the Chinese flu hurts Asians all across the globe. The Asian community is saying, please do not call it that. Then we have, on the other hand, calling it that. And the people that are arguing that you should be able to call it that, uh, they're just arguing that you should be able to call it that just because why? <laughs> A lot of people think you're personally attacking Trump, If you, but it's like, like, here's the deal, man. You could call, like, either listen to an entire group of people that ask you not to call it that because they're in fear of their lives or being attacked and it's actually been happening around the world. Uh, or there's just, let's argue calling it that for the sake of fuck all. And, you know, like, one of these things comes with uh, lessening the danger for an entire group of people. The other thing ramps up danger and, like, really, like, what are the, what are you, why would you argue to, to be able to call it that? It just makes no sense. <laughs> so I ask all you guys that are listening, like, do your best to, if you see it, Try, try your best to like calmly explain to people like please like human to human here no politics no bullshit like please don't call it that uh we have to look out for our fellow humans and the best way to do that is uh to speak up you know like speak up for those other than yourself and but just try to do it in a respectful non-volatile way because I've actually been able to reach a lot of people on on social media that I've explained that point to them, and they're actually, oh, you know, I didn't think of it that way, and also I didn't realize it was a problem. I've also had people like argue with me a whole full like full thread of argument on this PSA, and then I was like, did you even watch it? And they're like, no, I wouldn't even watch it. I I wouldn't give you the view, you, and you're a racist. Uh, from the ta- the line itself, the title tells me everything I need to know about you, you racist. And then then they attack me with saying I'm trying to say I'm holier than that. Again, this I keep getting it smeared with this holier than thou bullshit, and I'm just like. Why is it that just asking people to do better and be better people, why does that, what What about that says I'm saying I'm better than anybody? I'm not. Like I actually take the time to make these things and help the world understand and be as patient as I can and like listen to people's perspectives and actually think about what they say because I know that I have something to learn from everyone, <laughs> but yet... People just constantly attack me with this, like, you're holier than thou. You think you're more enlightened than everybody. And I'm like, dude, are we not having a conversation here? Am I not asking you your opinion on this? Am I not talking this through with you? If I thought I was more enlightened than you, I wouldn't be fucking wasting my time. <laughs> you know, like, oh, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Like, I'm glad that I'm doing these things because I'm learning so much about people. And people are a complicated mess, man. And we have to untangle the mess that is humanity in the most non-volatile way as we can because this whole outbreak is our wake-up call it says that we're not connected we're on too many different pages we're unfocused and we have to and the universe is like all right well if you guys can't get your shit together now here you go this is this is a kick in the ass so start thinking about who you are and why you make the decisions that you make and get your shit together earth <laughs> well i was kind of doing some recommendations anyways but let's officially go into uh, the segment that i like to call 
there is a whole world out there of weird shit that you should put into your sensory orifices. Get Rex on. Get Rex on. I'm on relays of information. Get Rex on. Get Rex on. Get Rex on. I'm on relays of information. So my first recommendation, I see a lot of people asking for Netflix recommendations and things because we have a lot of time to be shut in. But I would like to, uh, you know, do a little self-promotion here and say you guys should definitely check out our YouTube channel because I'm uploading all kinds of content on there. And also, I just put out the first episode of Beyond Bizarro A Go-Go. It is the first episode sort of, it's shot docuseries style and it chronicles the last 10 years of Randy and I's life, how we met, uh, making Bizarro Go-Go. And uh, gets you pumped for the, so every episode after this is going to be about the making of the new show. Because we made a book called Bizarro Go-Go. That was a photo book. And now we're going to take all those characters and start a YouTube show. Uh, so youtube.com slash Rancig. Uh, check it out. It's like a 30-minute episode. I'm really proud of myself. It was the most intense thing that I put together. So I'm having the hardest time trying to fight or figure out algorithms. I post to you, uh, Facebook and it just, I get zero, almost zero like engagement because I guess the algorithms don't like you to post links and stuff. So if you guys do watch it and you dig it, um, please share it with other people uh, that you think would enjoy it because it does have a positive message in there too. Uh, I talk about our alcoholism and things like that. So uh, I definitely appreciate any any help helping the share sharage uh you know so yeah that's our first recommendation is my youtube because you know it's it's my youtube and stuff um (laughs) okay but on to other things wow uh so uh disasterina and ave showed us this show called naked attraction which holy shit it's so good it's so weird and it's so good it's uh i I've, funny enough, you can only, well, the only place I know you can watch it is on Pornhub, so it's free to watch, um, but it's like a British dating show where they have these six pods, and then there's like a screen in front of it, and then they open up the screen, and then they stop it right above everybody's dick or everybody's vagina, and it's really cool because they have, like, they have trans people on there, they have lesbians, they have gays, uh, or, you know, gay men, um, and just all kinds of different sexualities. And so what the, the idea is there's one person with a host and then they, their first wave, they open it up and you just see everybody's legs and dick or vagina. And they, they walk around and they start like inspecting the dicks and the vaginas and talking about what they like. And, you know, do I like pubic hair or no? Yes, this and that. And then like talk about dick size and just they're really like scrutinizing these people's like bodies. And it's really interesting to see what types of people are into what. And then it gets you really thinking, like, why do I like the things that I like? And then you see all these bodies back to back. And then you, like, it's it's this overwhelming montage of, like, 
dick, 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 or vagina, vagina, vagina. And then you like see just how varied and different everybody's bits and pieces are. And then in the next wave, it goes up to just showing the chest. So everything but the face. So he's like, then everybody's discussing like boob size, abs, all this stuff, body hair. Uh, and then the, the final thing is the, and then they make cuts every time. So they have to cut like one person uh, that they don't like their body each round. And then finally you see their face. And then the person picking at the end, they have to get naked. And then all three, then there's only two people to choose from left. And then the person doing the picking picks a person and then they go on a date and half the time the dates are like super hella awkward and but then occasionally there's ones that's like it looks like a genuine connection happened but they call it dating in reverse and it's fucking awesome and i highly recommend it uh again it just goes back to that like social socio sociology or just i mean i don't know if it's technically sociology but just the way people think and why they choose what they choose uh, it gets you really thinking. So, naked attraction on Pornhub. <laughs> um, okay, so now we'll do some Netflix recommendations. Holy hee-haw and shit. Tiger King. You guys have to watch fucking Tiger King. It's it's on Netflix. It's a new series. It's fucking banana bonkers, dude. Like, it's about. It starts off about this guy, Joe Exotic. And then he's just this private... Uh, zookeeper I guess like he just owns a bunch of big fucking tigers and animals and and shit and he like runs a a a zoo with it but it's like he has all these like kind of uh, like on the verge of being homeless people working for him and they're kind of this weird like family and then then it expands out to other these other weird like wild like big cat fanatics that have their own little zoos and they like show people and then it it covers like how kind of fucked up it is that they're just like with the tiger cubs and stuff and it's how it's kind of like animal abuse but then there's this lady that she has a big cat rescue and then she's all about like she's trying to like take these other dudes down because they're like fucking like because she believes that you know they're they're breeding them and which is true but then also then as the series goes you see that this lady's not actually kind of like she's kind of fucked up too and then it's like then there's like murder involved and plots and all this and it's just like holy shit these people are real like this shit is like for real and i'm like hooked i haven't been this hooked since uh fucking making a murderer which if you haven't watched that one on netflix watch that the stephen avery case or something shit that was that's gripping but i'm like hooked on we got four more episodes to go. i binged four episodes yesterday i'm probably gonna binge four episodes tonight because it's fucking bonkers tiger king check it out <laughs> and then so next recommendation another netflix show that i just watched i love that netflix is coming out with all these docuseries about how fucked up everything is so i told you guys about the patriot act which you definitely need to watch because that illustrates a bunch of stuff in a fun funny way um but this one is uh so dirty money i just watched the season two the wells fargo episode the wagon wheel and holy shit it covers like how fucked up of a company wells fargo is like everybody thought wells fargo was the banking golden child and they were experiencing so much growth but actually they were just forcing their employees to like open up accounts for people even when they didn't ask and then like a whole bunch, it's, it's fucking nuts, man. And it's like you get this peek into corporate greed and how fucked up everything is. And I really think that it is so important for us right now to watch things like this, especially in our time off, our quarantine time. You need to educate yourself on how much the system 
does not give a shit about us. The system, like, you know, like they're dumping like 1.5 trillion into the stock market out of nowhere. They're like, oh, we can't afford universal healthcare and shit like that. Oh, the stock market's tanking. Hold, hold up, hold up. Uh, here's 1.5 trillion. And they throw it in there for just like a 30 minute bump in fucking stocks. Like, and then it crashes again. If they, if they, it's, it's insane. Like the, the government is like, we don't have this money, but really they do. It's just being mismanaged and spent on other things that don't benefit us. America can be so much better. And this is why our systems are collapsing right now. Uh, it might not seem like it now, but this, this is a good thing. The stock market crashing, the, all the exposing how, like how fucking ironic is it that the candidate that is running that Bernie Sanders has been like campaigning on all of these problems, the solutions to all of these problems before they became problems. Like it's it's crazy. So I I'm telling you guys like I, there's no coincidences. And also like Joe Biden just disappeared. Where the fuck did he go? Like is it we're in this he's supposedly the democratic front runner and he's been missing for like a week. I just saw a news article that said he was chew- like criticizing Trump's handling of it, but he was at from Joe Biden's home over the phone. Like he's not. You think that in this time of crisis, like he would be like front line and center, like showing that he can lead the country through crisis. But nope, he's just at home talking to reporters on the phone. Like what the fuck is that shit, man? But you got Bernie out here that like subverted all the funds from his campaigning into coronavirus relief. And he's doing like virtual town halls and shit. And it's like, this is the guy that we need to get people like Bernie Sanders is the guy. He is the solution to the problems that we are currently experiencing. And he was warning of them. And now it's just, it's all illustrating how fucked up this shit is. And we can do better, but sometimes, you know, you got to tear down the system when it doesn't work for you and rebuild uh, something better on a more solid foundation. And I think that's what's happening now. So it's exciting time to be alive, everybody. Um, I feel like some days it hits me pretty hard. I, I feel like there is a constant background screaming in my head that is the collective right now. I feel the collective energy of everybody. And it's tough. And I, the only way I can deal with it is to just try to stay busy and, and look at the pot, like know that good is going to come from this and really try to find the silver lining in all of this. Like look for the good to emerge and pay attention and really work on yourself right now. And if, if all of the bad news overwhelms you, uh, you don't have, you don't, nothing says you have to keep filling your mind and eyeballs with this bad news. Is all it'll come to pass, and and if you can't handle it, like don't. Nothing says you have to, so just uh, switch from feeding on all this negative news to uh, feeding your brain with like new creative information. Like learn learn about different theologies, philosophies, uh, you know, art. If you've been putting off those art projects, do some fucking art and shit. You know, like use this time for you. And because once we, the better we become as individuals through this crisis, the more when we come out of quarantine, we're going to be a much better society. So just keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, that, that might be about it for us. I'll play you guys a song on the way out here because, uh, I don't know. I just, I love this song. It's the wonderful day song and I love it. And, um, I made a little music video for it, but it just makes me happy. And I feel like it's, it speaks to me now more than it did when I made it. So, and I hope it speaks to all of you guys too. But uh, I'm Sig Neutron, and you can find me at Sig Neutron on Twitter and Instagram.
uh, our YouTube, youtube.com slash rancig. Please uh, like the video, share them if you dig it, because we're really trying to put all of our efforts into the YouTube right now. And the more traction we can get and the more people sharing our stuff, it really, really helps out. And also this podcast too. If you really enjoy this, uh, please share it. I would really appreciate it. And then if you want to help support us financially and help get the show Bizarro Gogo, our sketch comedy show made, you can join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Rancig. Uh, all of that actually goes directly towards funding our sketch comedy show that we'll be sharing with you guys and again we all need art and fun things to keep us busy during this time so you get access to all kinds of bonus content that's not available anywhere else plus you get how-to videos on like i do effects how-to's and sculpting tutorials and all this kind of stuff so if you want to learn any art skills while you're in quarantine there you go join our patreon and you get plenty of like how-to effects videos for only like three bucks a month and I'm constantly adding new stuff, and you get all these like weird, sexy photo shoots and all kinds of crazy shit like that. So uh, I think I covered. Oh, and then catch me live on. So Rani has started doing these things called. Uh, well, she does bone divination, so we've started doing some live bone divinations here and there. I think we're gonna do do them as much as possible. But um, Twitch.tv/signeutron. If you come and hang out with us, say hi, and then get a bone reading from Rani. And she also does, if you want to get a personalized, like a really in-depth, like hour-long reading, if you feel lost right now, I highly recommend uh, go to rancig.com slash spiritwork, or you can just go to rancig.com, C-I-G. Um, you can book a reading with her over over Skype or Zoom or whatever she uses. But uh, yeah, and then I, like, that's what's, getting readings from her on the weekly is really what's helping me keep my sanity. Uh, because, and I think they can really radically change your life. So I highly recommend getting a reading from Randy, but, uh, all right, you guys stay safe, stay as positive as we can. Don't, don't, uh, don't act like the negative's not there. Uh, acknowledge it, you know, honor it and learn what you can from it and release it. But uh, try your best to see the good in all of this because we'll make it through this together. We truly will. And uh, I really appreciate all of you guys out there. And if you are out there and you're working a non, uh, like, well, if you're working an essential job, as they call it now, like a grocery store, um, pharmacist, uh, delivery, uh, and if you're in the medical field, like wherever you're at, like, I want you to know that I sincerely appreciate you. And, uh, you know, the America and the world appreciates you guys for because you guys are literally on the front lines right now helping keep our country together at the seams. So thank you guys for you guys are literally upholding society right now because if you know if if you guys like weren't like there like shit shit would hit the fan hard. So you guys know that you guys are really important and you're very appreciated. And um yeah, I just wanted to say thank you guys for everything that you're doing. And uh, this one goes out to you guys <laughs> and, and everyone, because I love you all. So here you go. Today is a wonderful day. What makes it any special than any other day? Well, the fact is, it isn't until I said it is. So you're saying I can make any day wonderful? Now you're catching on. Let me sing you a little ditty bop. It goes something like this. <clears throat> Every great store is filled with highs and lows. We're down in the dumps, just 
just to tap a damn toes Cause the past gonna happen That's a part of the game But the way you feel about it Can't save you the pain So today I say It's a wonderful day And yes, just the same as any other day But when you focus on what you think and say You realize You decide What's a wonderful day